witches. Thank you for joining us on our Modern Witches podcast. This series is a space for musings on the diverse pathways of witchcraft, intuitive inspiration, and spiritual activism. We cannot wait to revel in what is bubbling away in our cauldron of collective magic. I am your podcast host, Casey Zabala, creatrix and gatherer of Modern Witches. My hope is that our community fosters a greater depth of understanding of witches everywhere so that we may cultivate hope for the future of humanity, a humanity that honors and upholds magic as a sacred thread that illuminates our connectivity. This season of the podcast, our focus is on magic. What is it and how does it make itself known? Be sure to subscribe. And if you'd like to get more intimate with modern witches, check out our Patreon. Join us at the familiar level for secret discounts or at the coven level to access our live monthly coven circles. Your patronage goes directly to funding the work of our integral justice and liberation committee who supports our mission of being anti-racist, anti-fascist, and truly inclusive for all. Learn more at modernwitches.org. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Modern Witches. How are you? (laughs) Yeah, so good to be back. Yeah, for cancer season. It's very good. We're very excited with Mariana. As promised, we are here to give you a little bit of the forecast and the general uh, a general reading about what is upcoming with transit and our planets and the energy that we might uh, might going to feel so for this season Amaya and I unfortunately uh, because our schedule are very busy we cannot do the horoscope this month uh, but we um, we are happy to answer any of your questions in your com- in your comments. If you have a question about your ascendant, your son, we're happy to interact with you and give you a little bit of um, of our insight. Uh, it's just our schedule didn't match, and as you may know, doing the horoscope take a lot of time, <laughs> and this month it was a little bit too crazy for us. Um, other than that. Still the same. Uh, I'm doing well. I know, Mariana, you have a new thing with Modern Witches. Yeah. Very excited. Do you want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah. uh, We're still in the works, but it's pretty much set in place. We're going to be doing monthly astrology circles where we're going to be exploring many, many different things astrologically from month to month, from chart delineation to look into events in the world to look in the charts of the people to learn in astrology so it's going to be this kind of a potpourri of astrological insights that we're going to be exploring so overall we can expand our understanding and be always in the flow with the cosmos so that's like kind of a circle when it's like more like a chit chat about what we talk right here on the podcast and on the youtube also but also what can happen on your chart of about all about astrological mm-hmm. events too um, yeah. what's happening in the world at the same time in country 100% you know yeah because i think the inspiration for this is that when i think why we do astrology is that it's here not to predict things it's here to support us right like i really think that it's re- it's it's almost impossible to be like this exact thing is going to happen but the energies are always there mm-hmm. the energy the way the the trick here is to understand how it's working for you mm-hmm. how what it does and to pay attention to cycles to look in the past to look at the people maybe in the public eye what's happening there to look at the political economic events to see to look at the charts of the countries at the end of the day and see how certain countries with certain placements are being affected and how some are not. And just to see, you know, ultimately, and I think it's for you the same for me, it's astrology is learning how to read between the lines. It's considering living in the age where we can't trust the information from pretty much anywhere. The only, honestly, the only source I trust is Cosmos. (laughs) <laughs> I look at the chart and, and I, when I see something square Neptune, 
and I hear some news and I'm like, BS. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, truly. I'm like, we don't like whenever, especially like we've been experiencing the last year or two, like a lot of like Pisces energy and Neptunian transits that yeah. were Neptunian conjunctions, right? They started cycles. And here, and I'm like, mm, I don't know how much of that is true. I don't know how much of that like and I'm always like and if I didn't have an astrology as a tool I I wouldn't have anything to lean on yeah I don't know yeah Yeah. that's gonna be very exciting I think people would love to learn more about like just having a monthly discussion and like especially with has been happening in your personal life but also outside the world that's very exciting and I know to access to this circle uh, you can join our Pantreon. You have different yeah. price. Um, very is very cheap to access, and with our Pantreon, you have also a lot of more information. Yeah, a lot of more content, of course. And this monthly circle is part of it. So, yeah. if you want access to it? Join our Pantreon. You will love it. It's a bunch of witches from different practices and. It's fun to be uh, in this community for sure. It's super exciting. And also I think we discussed with Casey, uh, it's much more beneficial. And I think it's way more perks if you join Patreon, but if you, for whatever reason, you just don't have time or energy to join, you can just join circle separately. Oh, so you have a price for just a circle. Yeah, you can just join the circle as well. So it's like two ways. It's like win-win situation here which I love and you know I love what we're doing here with you like yeah. with this with the sun in like you know I've been thinking a lot about the like the sun as an astrological tool force and tool and power like you know because there's like moon circles and there are way more moon circles than any there are pretty much all circles are moon circles which they have place to be yeah but recently i have been really like relying on the solar energy because i feel like i think we under in the recent years i think the energy the sun is the spirit it's our spirit yeah i feel like there's a undermining of the sun and it like maybe i'm going to a dangerous ground here like but like when we talk about moon circle, what well, we were so attracted by the moon circle because we felt surprises by the topic related to the moon, which is feminine power, emotion, how to mm-hmm. follow your emotion instead of hiding it, how to rest, how to culture your body, self-care. We, 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 we led those topics with the moon, which that's why I think there was a big rise of moon circle and understand when the moon is. And the sun on the opposite side is the action or the masculine, we'll say, energy that is more outgoing. And that's what a society is based on yeah. towards the sun, you know. But it's true that I feel we're like, because we went so much to the moon in detriment of understanding the sun, you know. I agree with you. That there's always a question of balance, either way, in not universe. So it's like how... W- how when you understand your moon and when you understand those moon cycles and you feel like fulfilled with that side, how to go back to the sun. And I think having astrological reading or general forecast following the sun, mm-hmm. like for me, it's very important because it makes more sense into the season mm-hmm. and the energy because the sun is the brightest star in our planet, like in the system is what it's- we live, is what we're here. Um, hugely uh, underrepresented this day and age, and and I don't and it's not it's not political it's not anything it's just cosmic energies and the truth behind them you know like mm-hmm. and every like I think honestly I'm okay I don't know I don't wanna <laughs> go into much of this but uh, my astrology teacher uh from ukraine shared with me this analogy recently she said so about the sun and the moon and she is like imagine 
she 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 says sun is your spirit it's what gives your life and the energy to keep going mm. and the moon is that it's a, like it's in a very broad sense it's your soul it's that ethereal energy that is a very healing also nurturing all that stuff right but she's like imagine there is a house and the the fire in that house the house in the forest and the fire in that house is the spirit it's your son it's what warms the house right and you are that house right and then your moon and you 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 are and you are living that house too and you are like and you go outside and you meet these people who are like let's come with us and let's go and nurture this place and let's go i don't know do something da, 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 and that house is your body and you're like of course and you follow that emotional moon and yeah. you follow her and you leave the house and if you leave your house for whatever amount of time the fire is gonna by following something that is purely lunar we we are in danger of making our whole system our body our spirit going faint going dark mm. it's a very dangerous thing not to say we have to do 100 opposite of that and when she told me this like analogy it's like and then after three years of wandering through the rivers and forests with people who you wanted to heal you come <laughs> And she's like, you come back to that house. What are you going to find? <laughs> and I'm like, no fire. And she's like, yeah, no fire in a very cold house. <laughs> <laughs> But that's good. There's also like, I feel like this analogy is also representing how you give service to others or why you feel like the need to nurture others without taking care of your own fire, mm -hmm. you know, your own desire. So it's always being in service to others to be in service to yourself. There is this exchange that is like, I love being in service to others to satisfy myself and be happy yeah. with what I'm doing and it's giving back to my body. I also okay. see that in your analogy. Yeah, and it's like, it's going to be different for everyone. Moon is a place where we can either find the ultimate comfort that no one can actually give us. It's our, mm. you know, but on the extreme end of that depending on where your moon is that's where you can get really stuck yeah that's where you can get really stuck and and the way to unstuck is to come back to the spirit which is the sun that's why i always think that that's why i love that we do it not like months in the beginning of the month but when the sun changes signs yeah and right now as we record this cancer season podcast we are a day before the solstice the longest day of the year so happy solstice everyone happy solstice yeah well we had a lot of to talk before the okay yeah we need let's to start go, now <laughs> let's go into the cancer season yeah so, do you want to start out with the sun i can start yeah so as we've as we've mentioned tomorrow june 21st summer solstice the longest day of the year the sun is at its peak sun ingressing cancer that's what marks just, sorry it's just sorry i'm cutting you up but i was thinking of something when you were saying the mm -hmm. longest day of the year is so it's so weird like when we're talking about balance because also what we're talking about while we're talking the sun and the moon is also the season of cancer and capricorn the opposite yeah and cancer is the moon Mm -hmm. so our season is with the longest day of the year which represents very sunny very bright really mm -hmm. summer where the sun is so important we are in cancer season and cancer mm -hmm. rules the moon she's very like you know very potent for what we were talking about sorry stop you right oh, I, I, totally i love it because it is about balance ultimately yeah. right it's like that demonstration of the ultimate balance where the yeah it's it's just yeah. i love i love everything that universe and 
the higher forces provided us with. It's mm -hmm. just perfect and it's just nothing can be added or taken away from that. <laughs> it's just <laughs> there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so sun goes into cancer tomorrow and as the ruler of the season, which is like you said, is the moon is going to be in Aries during the ingression of the sun in zero degrees of cancer. The ruler of the season being in Aries, which is the 10th house from cancer, tells us that there is this eagerness, this drive through your emotional force to go and get things done, to apply this. It's, it's that I, I almost feel like here, this lunar energy, this like nurturing capacity is taking on the force to be a conduit of change almost. Mm -hmm on maybe on, on a greater scale for many of us. Maybe we're gonna shine differently. Maybe we're gonna show a different side to the society than we have before, because it's a moon in Aries. Maybe we're gonna show our assertiveness more. Maybe we're gonna show our go-getting, but like go-getter attitude, not that is um, divorced from nurturing in the process, you know, nurturing ourselves and those who are around us. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's interesting because it's like, we cancer season, cancer is about mother, it's about nurturing, mm -hmm. it's about taking care of herself. And at the same time, the ruler at the moment went discerning grace, cancer, the moon's gonna be in Aries. And we know what is happening right now in Aries. There's Mars, there's Jupiter, there's Chiron. And those two signs square. Mm -hmm. So it's a very interesting balance that we will need to do during this season. I do think there's going to be a need to balance our fire energy with our water energy, uh, meaning a wish to go forward in mm -hmm. a very intense way with Aries who, who seek independence, who seeks pioneer, who seeks to be the first, who maybe sometime can feel like, how they say it in America, like FMO, like missing out, fear of missing out, something like yeah. I never know how to oh, say it. FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah, FOMO, I never know how to say it. Anyway. Like a formal, like kind of that intensity, you know, with the need because more we're going through that season, more planets are going in. You know, we're going to talk about Mercury going in, we're going to talk about Venus going in. And so there's going to be a pull to, hey, what's up with you? You know, yeah. are you taking care of yourself? Are you doing this? Are you nurturing? Are you enjoying time with family, friends? Yeah. So that might be this, during this season, this force that is like always question this fire and water energy, like mm -hmm. emotion, because what you want to do, the time to rest when it's time to, to go forward into spring. Um, and it's pretty clear with the moon in Aries when the sun on Cancer, that -hmm. is going to be about this. But I do think is not an opposition, it's a square. So there's a solution for me at the end of the day that we can mm -hmm. adapt to. Yeah. And also at the same time, like you said, we have Venus trying Pluto at the moment when yeah. the sun enter cancer. cancer. So Venus trying Pluto, it's very therapeutic, it's very catastic, how do you say it? I, I have a problem right now with my English. I think like we- Cathartic? Yeah, uh, yeah. and I think we exercise like the fact to like regenerate ourselves in a certain mm -hmm. way of what is like- For sure. Around pleasure and a relationship in a nicest way and not in a violent way. Because uh, mm -hmm. people can be very violent it's very tough but because it's trying training this venus i do feel yeah. it's a more gentle path yeah. i love this i honestly love venus it's a very uh, venus and taurus at its last degree so it's like around it's actually i think it's like 28 uh 28 zero degrees like sharp 28 degrees sharp 
Venus going to be trying in Pluto, if I'm not mistaken. And Venus here, like, first of all, she's in her home sign of Taurus at her at the last degrees, right? Mm-hmm. So here she's like, she kind of soaked in all this Taurus like richness, right? So she's very mature Venus. She's not like a young and like fresh Venus in Taurus. She's like full of the Taurian energy with that very grounded energy in here. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. And then trying in with Pluto and Capricorn. So here we can like really like ground ourselves in what empowers our sense of value. You know, <coughs> be very firm in that. And it's a very smooth flow here. You know, um, I love it. Honestly, though, I um I was listening to someone and they were talking about Venus and Taurus. I don't honestly, and I have to I just I really can't remember who said that, but they just said that Venus in Taurus is never easy for them. And I was like, I can totally agree. There is like that sense of like expectation <laughs> from <laughs> Venus in Taurus mm-hmm. that like, and honestly, like in her home sign, she, she has a lot of like that expectation and that demands from ourselves if we're not there if we are not where we would like to be, if we're not fully in our pleasure, in our joy, mm-hmm. in our whatever it is, right? Venusian. Um, and I think with this trying to Pluto, we can like find the place of empowerment in whatever place we find ourselves in at the end yeah. of the Venus and Taurus. I really like this. And then on 23rd, Venus goes into Gemini. And I honestly cannot like this more than I can like it because I like it a lot (laughs) (laughs) Venus and Gemini oh god like it's it's just that sort of like dancey kind of movable Venus time I love it you know it's It's very good and it feels like just because Venus trying Pluto two days before is kind of like charging up like just before going to Gemini and like resetting Mm -hmm. it's like oh I'm ready to reset and start the process of going to Gemini which is very interesting and Gemini it's 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 a fun time and because it's summer it's very fun to have Venus and Gemini just to connect with people your friend having fun and like a mm-hmm. lot of discussion a lot of like partying I just see Venus going to Gemini with a lot of things like that totally. with people um manifestation think, time guys yeah and it's just like I feel like a good time um mm-hmm. and we have also Neptune goes retrograde on the 27th, mm-hmm. which I think like it's it's very hard to interpret. Some people interpret it, some people don't. I usually mm-hmm. don't interpret like, especially when it's like Neptune and Pluto is gonna be, we're gonna see more, I think sometime in mundane astrology than in, pers- in your own personal life. For sure um sometimes people feel it in the house system like which area of life neptune is mm-hmm. right now um but yeah neptune retrograde is kind of giving us a time i do feel in pisces where i i won't i just feel like where our dream a little bit needs to relax <laughs> where our plan yeah. like a little bit of like oh, let's review what is my vision or my dream. It's, mm. it's always a good time when Neptune retrograde Yeah. Um, to review, to redo any of a big, long vision or dream. Um, Neptune is in many ways uh, is associated with that illusion, right? Like yeah. that fantasy world. And for me personally, because... As I said in the beginning, I feel like we have a lot of Neptunian influences in the last few years. So whatever on mundane, on the like global level, Neptunian influences we have been experiencing. I think Neptune retrograde is important right now because it really like sort of breaks through the, a lot of illusions 
it is the time of sort of uh, seeing where we have maybe not been fed the truth mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe seeing where we have told ourselves something that hasn't been true just you know because I like to say that Neptune does not bring disillusionment we just understand where we created something to be disillusioned in it later because that's the only way we could learn the lesson yeah Yeah. otherwise because Neptune is not here to like trick us and like bring like a complete fog and lack of vision it's here to see where we are not in our truth yeah because we are so ready to buy into the illusion um i think i like it yeah so um that was happening on 27th and (coughs) then and then we have new moon in cancer on june 28th just the next day I don't know why I'm like behaving it's like it's like a holiday. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like this. Yeah. Cancer. It is. Just because one. like Venus sextile Jupiter. <laughs> For me, it's like, okay, we're good. <laughs> it is because like, honestly, like, first of all, we have to have a mixed bag of goodies in order to get good results. I love squares because we have Sun square Jupiter on the same day as well as Venus sextile Jupiter and Sun square Jupiter. So Jupiter here gets a lot of action. Sun square Jupiter is for me is a very creative, is a very creative transit, right? We can really like make certain necessary changes to let our sun, to let that solar energy to get through it hurdles where it can like learn things and expand in the right way and get rid of the stuff that prevents us from that ultimate sense of um, being able to express ourselves truly. And yeah, so new moon in Cancer, June 28th, supported by Venus sextile Jupiter. We love it. Very beautiful, flowy, um, transit i think so yeah. that's happening it's a great time i do feel because venus is in gemini and jupiter is in aries <sighs> new moon in cancer usually we're talking about like we said the grandmother feminine energy it's it's a great time to work with feminine energy uh goddesses or deities that you want to improve that can be in this like in a sexual way or it can be just in everything related to feminine power i, I love that you just brought grandmother, yeah, I, I, grandmother. Saw my, I saw my grandmother in my dream last night stop yeah and it was a great honestly i have to share this i know maybe it's oversharing i don't care like <laughs> <laughs> i'm like <laughs> so tonight i saw a dream where like it's very emotional actually I don't know why I'm sharing this but okay so um my grandmother uh who is no longer with us but she's like she got a news that the child died I didn't know who what child is they talking about and but somebody came up to her and they're like her like the child died your grand your granddaughter died as a child like like they told her that this like whatever ch- ch- child girl yeah. died but yeah. then whoever told her that also said but she was playing when that happened so that's so good uh that's so there's so many things to do like to to unfold in that dream so what you said and it's just such a perfect cancer season that that nurturing and that ability to take care of ourselves it's that lineage it's that ancestral stuff you know all that um, and, I, and i love like because like you say cancer for me represent ancestral knowledge mainly in the feminine um side of the mother i just love 
usually for new morning cancer i love cooking a whole meal from morocco mm -hmm. uh i love where i'm from and i love like just having this vibe with my ancestors out like i just mm -hmm. like to connect uh because cancer is very for me yes it's nurturing yes it's represent the mother but it's also represent lineage and knowledge for me yeah. um, feminine side so this is a big thing and with jupiter sextile venice i just felt it can be a great if you have if people have a chance to gather with their family that day it can be a great time <laughs> absolutely and you know what cancer is lineage because it's the bottom of the chart the fourth house right yeah. it's that I see placement. It's often a place where we leave this earthly plane. It's mm. considered, right? The fourth house. I mean, like it's something like seventh house as well is like across from us where we go. Or I mean, I don't want to go dark here, but cancer is that like infinite passage from one line to another, right? It's yeah. just it's that. Um, I really like. It's, it's going to be an interesting season, guys, because cancer does not let us off the hook easily until we are fully dipped in and out many times of these waters. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I do feel like this when started when the sun ingressed in cancer on June 21st, and then until the 30th of June, this time is kind of nice astrologically. Mm -hmm. It's a nice time with the new moon at the end. But then, <laughs> then on 1st of July, then I feel shit goes down. <laughs> for a little bit. For a little bit. I don't think it's going to be for everyone. I think people's going to enjoy that energy. But me, on my personal thing, Who's gonna I enjoy my square Pluto. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're saying this with Mariana because starting on June, July 1st, so you have the full, the new moon on June uh, 28. That's what we're just talking about. And then on July 21st, a couple of days after, Mars square Pluto. Mm -hmm. and if you remember that time, two years ago, there was the end of 2020, mid 2020, mm -hmm. end of 2020, election year end of election year yeah. like and we all know what happened during that election yeah <laughs> and after the third of november th th that time is where mars was in aries and it's it stayed a very long time because it was retrograding yeah. not happening this year of course but we still have mars in the same section and where pluto is in capricorn in this square yeah. again and very important to know, this is the last Mars in Aries square Pluto in Capricorn mm -hmm. for a foreseeable future. Yeah. Meaning like, I mean, hundreds of years. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, since we have Pluto in Capricorn in 20, 2008, Mars has been square. Mars in Aries has been square in Pluto in Capricorn every two years. And this is the last one. Yeah. And whatever... If you have personal relationship with this transit, you are like ending a big cycle. I'm talking about myself right now. <laughs> so uh, Mars square Pluto, honestly, all the lessons of how we assert our power and where we take a back seat when we just can't control certain things is the lesson here. This is the lesson of knowing that external events cannot really take things away from you unless you unless you allow them and i do i do think this more square pluto anything that's happening during that week mm -hmm. of more square pluto it, it's very important that probably for for many of us something's going to happen externally to us that can be through a power an authority a boss father whatever authority is happening to us mm -hmm. the thing is like not fighting especially with this mars square pluto is to not react right away that's definitely mm -hmm. not reacting right away or answering mm -hmm. right away that's not that's not what you need to do with doing this mm -hmm. mars square pluto because it's just firing this like this thing will get even mm -hmm. bigger is yeah. is is going to be 
it's gonna get bigger if we react to right away because our emotions gonna be involved and we're gonna to wanna to mm -hmm. defend ourselves and protect ourselves. So I yeah. do think the advice on that is like to take time that the storm pass because mm -hmm. we'll, you will see clearly and you will be able to answer after that. Absolutely. Also have a, a strategic plan because when square, like more square Pluto for me, it's like declaring a war when they could be avoided. You know, when, because something happened. Yeah, it was, yes, you're right. Like something happened to you and that didn't, you didn't expect that and you need mm -hmm. to react fast and we think we need to react fast. And so we declared a war, but actually mm -hmm. that time is like, wait a minute. I need to think about it. I need to retreat and strategize. Or I need to mm -hmm. see what I'm going to say or having a plan. You know, sometimes when you receive a news, you start to blow up and you're like, saying yeah. stuff that you didn't want to say but that like you were so mad so yeah. i would say like waiting and having a list after that of what you want to say and how you want to say it would be way more beneficial for everybody than just going forward and i don't think it's a it's a good thing to confront confront right away and to just have a war right there Honestly, like towards you say, we don't want to scare you guys. That's not the thing. <laughs> like, you know, like it's like, oh my God. <laughs> but the point is, especially if you have uh, placement in the third decan of Cardinal Cross, like Aries, uh, Libra, Cancer, Capricorn, and last decan, if last 10 degrees anywhere, yeah. I would say I would go that far. Uh, or even first degrees of Aquarius. Um, because it's just three degrees away. There. Yeah, this energy is not not everybody's gonna. Not everybody's. Gonna. Not everybody, but like I just want to also uh, point out that Mars was conjunct Pluto on uh, March third of this year. So whatever started happening also back then, and we know <laughs> a lot of things have started globally started happening back then. <laughs> so and whichever it's like. On a personal level, on a collective level, here we turn in a corner. And how we react or not react, how we allow our energy to be pulled into something or not, will determine how we arrive at that position <laughs> of this yeah. wonderful transit. Um, quotation marks on the sides. All right, so. Um, then I we have just wanted to give you a little because the Mars square Pluto it's like it's still a big deal and I, I'm wondering worldwide how it's gonna appear you know obviously mm -hmm. for us in 2020 it was definitely the election uh but I just yeah I just feel like yeah. this is an energy that we cannot put aside and especially, mm -hmm. yes, you're right. Aries, mm -hmm. Capricorn, Libras, Cancer, especially if you have, you know, do like yeah. basically planets around that degree, that's gonna be, yeah. Watch watch the cycles. It's all in, in it's all in the cycles. It what is happened? the last one too. It's yeah, it's the, the last, last one. one. It's the last one. And also like that's why it's important to always see where where it started, where the seed was planted. And there's there's always a seed within a seed within a seed, meaning like there's a smaller cycle, bigger cycle, even bigger than that cycle. I mean, once we start putting this all together and I encourage all of you to do that, you can start seeing the pattern and you can make better choices as you go forward, you know? All right, so then we have uh, Mars moving into Taurus on um, July 5th and Mercury moving into Cancer on the same day. So we have July 5th is a very active day. Honestly, Mars is considered to be at its fall in Taurus. I'm a very, like it is because it's an opposite sign of, from Scorpio where Mars is at, at home. I don't dislike Mars in Taurus. I like, I like this energy of slow, deliberate, deliberate progress. Mm. Mars might feel a little bit antsy here and uncomfortable because what, what Mars wants. Mars wants to go, go and 
get through walls and places mm -hmm. to the to the goal. But here, I think a little bit of deliberation, especially in the Cancer Caesar, Mars, and Taurus, is a beautiful energy, in my opinion. Yeah, because it's not as scary because last time that Mars went in Taurus, that what happened in the in Washington D.C. the invasion mm -hmm. of the right wing inside a public building. We know which one we're referring to <laughs> happened, mm -hmm. and so and people linked it to the fact of Uranus inside. So mm -hmm. I think I agree with you on the Mars energy. I just um, I just feel like people sometimes like right now are more like kind of cautious because there is Uranus and the North Node in it. 100%. Yeah, um, Mars in Taurus now a little bit more erratic than it would be otherwise, you're right, 100%. Uh, and it's isn't it funny that with all the hearings that are happening right before like um, like this month yeah. <laughs> by the time mars goes into taurus we're gonna have a lot of things clear up on that front which is crazy so the cycle is ending by yeah. the end of this cycle right we have some yeah. some answers hopefully and then mercury and cancer beautiful it's like it's the energy where we go Very more inward part. we go more inward we go, we, our thoughts and our mental activity goes towards more private matters mm -hmm. versus more external. It's more a home family. It's our sense of comfort and nourishment that we care about and think how to improve or maybe like create better circumstances for those things. You know, I love it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I like that Mercury is joining this energy with the sun. Our mm -hmm. mind is represented by Mercury. Mm -hmm. And our mind is aligned with our sun, our yeah. life, it's a very good one. It's like our desire, what we're thinking about is mm -hmm. in the same section. For sure. I like, I like Mercury and Cancer. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's big. We, I think both of us like would because we both have water mercuries. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, let's go back to the water. Let's go, Pisces. I know, like people say, Mercury in the water sign, not good, but I have no idea what they're talking about. Because <laughs> we like, yeah, I, <laughs> no idea what they're talking about. I like my mind being in the water. <laughs> I. Honestly, I love my Mercury in Pisces. Yeah. I know, I wouldn't say it's like easy or anything, but I wouldn't exchange, it gives me a certain like way of looking at things that might not be 100% rational, but I like it. I like it, yeah. It's, it's Just a very- For me, it's poetry, yeah. It it's is. Wet. Yeah. It's, it's very symbolic. It's very like sometimes abstract. But at the end of the day, it's necessary to convey certain things that can't be logically conveyed, right? We need all, all the spectrum. Yeah. And then we have, um, I don't know, it's, it's a very like interesting and intense full moon in Capricorn on July 13th, 30. a 21 mm -hmm. degree. Yeah. Um, yes, it is because it's a, this full moon is close to Pluto. The moon mm -hmm. is very close to Pluto. Um, and the sun is very close to Mercury at mm -hmm. the time. So there's a huge opposition here. Mm -hmm. um, there's not only the sun and the moon, which usually full moon can be disturbing, can be emotionally intense for people, can be a, a little bit unsettling because it's basically our, our moon emotion and our sun spirit mm -hmm. of being pulled apart and you know there's the sun highlighting on emotion mm -hmm. so it can be intense sometimes but with when you include with the moon the Pluto when you include with the sun Mercury it's just a little like double the energy on it um that include our mind in it mm -hmm. Mercury and a way to communicate so I do think 
like communication wise with your family member or friends be careful how you 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 speak it can be very good for some deep conversation because basically mercury is oppositing pluto mm-hmm. but it can be very explosive too 100%. oh it can be very unearthing something that you don't want to do um so anything related to chat conversation family members like it's not a good time to talk about politics <laughs> it's not a good time to talk about old discord in your family or with your friend this is not the right time okay like, just don't do it <laughs> um it is very triggering time because there's some some form of communication that might be emotion in nature mercury and uh, cancer and lilith is there as well right in cancer right now so it's like there oh, is yeah. that that this like fire like gasoline and the fire energy there in the water with fire i don't know like the whole thing and then some emotional form of communication it that kind of has a little bit of honestly i just i'm going to speak intuitively manipulative tone to it that we might not like or something that kind of triggers us moon with pluto triggers very intense emotions within us oh yeah right it's like we have to be very mindful here my hope though is that the ruler of this full moon saturn in aquarius is trying in venus so in gemini so here we have this harmonious flow of finding the right kind words to resolve it right to whatever rises up because full moon like we can't control what rises up sometimes we have to go through that right Mm -hmm. here because the saturn trines exactly venus in gemini so there is that possibility for sweet words that can help to sort of de-escalate if something becomes a bit too intense. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And also like this new full moon is uh, sextile in North Node. So there is a lesson there, right? And the sextiles are the nature of Venus, right? So there's a lesson and North Node is in Venus ruled sign in Taurus. So the lesson here yeah. is probably in finding, and I, I'm going to sound very cliche, but it's like, no matter how emotional, like, and Pluto with moon, it can also talk about that a little bit of need to control and behavior that is, um, and reaction out of desire for control instead it better be a reaction out of kindness mm-hmm. out of the need for balance maybe out of like that harmonious preservation of harmony yeah i mean it's 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 gonna be an interesting one yeah because I, I mean for some people it's like it's a it's a six month because it's a it's a completion of this mm-hmm. new moon cycle that happened six months ago during mm-hmm. Capricorn season. So and mm-hmm. I don't remember, I think it was a big it was right at the beginning of January. Um January 2022. We had I think mm-hmm. the second or the first, I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly, don't quote me mm-hmm. on that. Um the new moon Capricorn. So that may be something that started in January, kind of completion right now during this full moon yeah. Capricorn is a six months. If you work with the moon and cycles of the moon and you set attention during that new moon, it was also at the beginning of the year. So a lot of people put attention related to years resolution. Um, so it's a good time to review that, to look where you are in your project for this year, where you are, because it's basically half the year right now and mm-hmm. seeing what you wanted to do or do you need to re- readjust do you need to eliminate stuff this is a good time also to just being very truth of what you feel moon conjunct pluto very true of what you feel and how you move forward and maybe you need to course correct something or you need to you didn't think something was 
you're going to happen that way and you need to do it that way instead. So it's a good time to review our year resolutions, a good time to review our new moon in Capricorn mm -hmm. uh, intention and related of like, if it's not with other others, having a true communication with ourselves will be helpful. For right. sure. Yeah, it's it's a very important note. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, this, the end of the cycle. Yeah, well, we are like Venus trying Saturn, which is very good. Very but good. Something come 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 out good of it is not. Yeah, maybe and then, triggering, but something good's coming of it. And then the full moon is sextile in North Node and Uranus in the. Yeah, I mean it's like four degrees, but still. So it's like that's sort of like new different way of reacting to things that have a very emotional and deep roots mm -hmm. quite possible so let's move on here we almost win the second part of our cancer season uh the last part of it actually and then on 16th of july we have mercury conjunct sun in cancer it's just a beautiful time mm. you know it's a good time to reset our mind. Again, it's, I do feel this is linked to the full moon in Capricorn. So to reset our mind or our goals, it's also linked to that for me. This week is uh, with, of the full moon mm -hmm. with Mercury so close to the sun. Yeah, um, Mercury. Yeah, it's like that intuitive insight on how our mind yeah. works and what doesn't work. What You know like why I like Mercury in Cancer is because and with sun we can have an elimination on why certain things why do we have certain mental patterns and if they are true to our sense of safety whether they are working and a lot of those mental patterns may be coming from an early childhood or something like that and like when and, i think about mercury going kazimi basically with the yeah. sun so basically sun eat the mercury and recharge mercury again for me it's a good time to reset <laughs> it our, is a good time our, our goal where we and do a certain review of what this year was about in right. whatever place that cancer 24 degree falls in your chart mm -hmm. that's where it's going to be happening yeah, depending on which area of your life too yeah i mean like it's for those who are relatively new to astrology the themes are same. The areas of life are going to be different for everyone, depending on your chart. Yeah. And then what we have, we have just a few things. We have Venus moving to Cancer on 17th. Joining the party. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of like, honestly, a lot of like this Cancer season, we have a lot of like planets changing signs, Mercury changes sign. Um actually twice in this cancer season and Venus changes and Mars changes sign. And like, it's just a lot, a lot of movement. Um, so it's not going to be like a very- yeah, because so after the full moon, we have, um, well, so like July 17, Venus going to cancer. Like we say, it's joining, it's Venus joining the party. And then the day after Mercury opposing Pluto, um, yeah, well, let's uh, say like a couple of sentences on Venus and Cancer. This is again beautifying your home. It's bringing, it's a very personal kind of pleasure that we start to explore here. Right? I love it. I mean, Venus loves being in Cancer. Venus, uh, it's that ability to nurture the part of ourselves that are very private. Mm. Joy behind the closed doors, you know. Um, I love it, honestly. And Mercury opposite Pluto. That's again powerful communication. It's powerful. Something, something that is potentially triggering, giving an, giving us an opportunity to reconcile the parts within ourselves, mental attitudes. You know, to have better yeah. response. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I do feel like it's still related to resetting your mind because mm -hmm. if mercury conjunct the sun on july 16 and just two days after opposing pluto there is a purge <laughs> there is a purge uh, of our mind of how we think it's a very good time to self-criticize ourselves 
or like seeing with a lot of love eyes on anything or like being able to see the other side of the coin or like it's it's mm -hmm. a very humble time to mm -hmm. question how we think and why we think that way um yeah yeah it's it is truly like you said purge is something being eliminated and then something being let go mm -hmm. it's like there's no better way to say that right and mercury goes in leo and on on july 19th it's like we're like mercury is like <laughs> Ready to party after doing the whole work. Honestly, like, <laughs> well, like, it was myself. The mind was like triggering. I like be careful also doing when Mercury opposed Pluto and the, the Mercury conjunct the sun and notice people can fall into the, a little short depression, like in terms of like kind of feeling down. Apathy, Men uh, mental fog, mental apathy. Mental fog, like it's not clear. Don't worry about this. This is just a couple of days, a couple, like sometimes it can last a week, especially with that type of uh, mm -hmm. energy. But is it's normal to feel that way when Mercury is in that type of aspect, mm -hmm. uh, especially if you're a Mercury in person or have placement around that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when Mercury goes to Leo in the 19, it's like, <gasps> it's breathing, <laughs> it, it's fiery, and it's like not the best best place but it's a fiery leo is very fiery but it is still like less into the emotional side of the cancer and is more about like the firing side and moving mercury forward. likes being playful it just yeah. it wants to be playful mercury and leo finally gets this opportunity to be playful here we go and yeah so just explore creative pursuits Mercury and Leo's are like all about doing something with your hands, be it writing, be it communicating, maybe putting yourself out there through your communication, your speech or your writing in one way or another. And then we have last major transit of the season, Sun opposing Pluto on the 19th, the same day that Mercury goes into Leo. Sun opposing Pluto we have every year for since 2008. Oh, isn't that? access um yeah it is very sometimes like for some people is again relation to power mm -hmm. for some people it's uh it's not like again not everyone is feeling those energy it depends again what is in your natal chart and how it yeah. is going to impact but for those who's like feeling this energy it can be very unsettling um and usually it's like people feel like with like a sort of oppression or a, a discord of power, a problem with power and how the power is distributed. Um, so you might come for a block or someone or something blocking in you, like in your in your project that that can happen sometime with the sun opposed Pluto. But nothing is random, right? If that happens, you have to look at yourself. You have to look at what's right and what hasn't been working, right? there are things that are being the pluto especially one of the last oppositions to sun and cancer for a very long time definitely in our lifetime um there's a lot some lost lessons you know there's like there's a lot of gold in here about holding our ground standing our ground being speaking truth to power being able to create if in the face of that position. There are a lot of themes that are gonna be coming up, um, protecting our home, protecting our values one way or another. So there's a lot, it's a very, like this cancer season seems like very internal, but overall it provides a lot of opportunities for us to, and after few last few years of cancer with Saturn, when Saturn and with Pluto were in Capricorn, Ken and North nodes were in Capricorn um, in 2020, I think, mm -hmm. cancer Capricorn axis. I mean, this season comparing to the last few years, I think is more on the chill side more on a sort of integration of the lessons. So guys, sun moves out of 
cancer on July 22nd and mm -hmm. we'll speak about it in the next podcast. We hope you enjoyed this one. Yeah. We hope you share and maybe comment and give us some feedback or if you have any questions, we'll be happy to hear those. Thank you, Mariana. That was really good to do it with you. Likewise, always. And Thank you guys. Stay and healthy. Don't forget, this is also Mariana's circle um, that she's doing every month. It's also a time to ask questions about what we talk about. Yeah. Um, to go deeper because here we still a long time so we try to wrap up because it's a lot, but um, she can yeah. definitely go deeper on many of the aspects that we talk about. We're going to be definitely doing Q&As at the circles, every circle. So that is going to be very exciting. All right, guys, stay healthy. Stay joyful. We love you and talk soon. Bye-bye.